Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I'll tell you what, our boy is back out in Vegas just for a very brief, uh, I mean, I'll call it celebration, frankly. Uh, in celebrating an achievement uh, out there with his wagering prowess. Uh, Joseph, what was your brief trip out to Vegas about? It's about a, if I'm not wrong, it's like a 36-hour trip, correct? Yeah, got in um, 2 a.m. this morning. I'm out uh, Saturday afternoon. Some are calling it, now I'm not, I'm not one to stand on ceremony, but some are calling it the greatest 77th place finish in the history of sports. I've heard that. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, there's that. not a lot out there to, to argue against because, you know, the Olympics really only awards the top three. Uh, yeah. Are we going to... The like, NFL only has 32 teams. Uh, honestly. Yeah. We're, who is... I mean, you got to go to the, like, the depths of the... Uh, whatever the third league is in Europe. Or you, Tour de or France. Yeah. <laughs> Tour de France. Who finished 77th in the Tour de France Can't last year? Can't tell you that, but I can tell you who finished 77th right here in the Circa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so for those who don't know, Circa Million, it's a contest uh, that's put on every year down at Circa. You pick five games against the spread every week. That's it. 18 weeks, five games, 90 total picks, a point for a win, no points for a loss, half point for a tie, um, $1,000 buy-in. I went in with a couple buddies. I've been playing it for years. Uh, well, the five years they've been doing it, and then there's other contests in town I've been playing. Never cash. They pay the top 100 out of 5,300 and change. And uh, I got one inside the top 100. So there's a big check ceremony tonight that's happening down in downtown Vegas. They're giving out the big check to the winner and like the top 10. I know the owner of the casino. I asked him, could I get a big check as well for 77th? He said, you're going to fly in for that? I said, hell yeah, I am. He goes, you'll get a big check. Giddy up. So I we get the big, big check, check ceremony tonight. I, I want to not be able to flip through social media without seeing a picture of that big check. You'll see it. And, and here's the... Probably the oddest part of all this, once we divvy up the winnings, I'm actually operating at a net loss by flying out here and doing this, but that's not what this is about. It's about the prestige. Exactly. No, we, we stand on ceremony here. We, we, we don't care about actual, you know, plus minus wins, losses kind of thing. Absolutely my wife, not. My wife was doing the financial calculations and she gave me this look and I'm like, look, it's it's really cool to have cash in this. It's kind of a big deal. A lot of pros playing it. She's like, yeah, but when you take the flight and everything else, and then I you divide by three, I'm like, don't worry about that part. That's not what we're worried about. Yeah, don't look behind the curtain. No, right. no, no, absolutely not. What, what's the point? I'm coming home with a big check. Yeah, That's all well, you need to know. I'm actually not even getting that. One of the other guys on the team requested that he wanted to keep it, and I wasn't going to oh, fight him. On. And How the hell you get on a plane with a big check? Figure it out. That's what you do. You <laughs> ship it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, do they not have FedEx in Vegas? That's really stupid to A check of that size. The FedEx would look at me. They'd be like, yeah, we can ship this 450 bucks. I'm going to be so far in the red on this trip. It's going to be like, I'm never going to be able to, I'm going to have to win a bunch of games this weekend just to get even. I want you like happy Gilmore throwing the giant checks for a 77th <laughs> place in the backseat and driving home. That's what just I want. Just walking around town with a huge check. Getting into economy plus trying to stick that thing in the overhead. <laughs> 
By the way, uh, Lillian Camojan from France uh, finished 77th in the Tour de France in 2023. Never would have known that. Outstanding known work, Handman. I don't know if I've ever been more proud of you than I am right now. The fact that someone actually dug that up, excellent job. From what? what the country of France? Yeah, he the was France. from France, yep. I don't know if you heard. Viva la France. I don't know if Lloyd, the French are... <laughs> Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Joe, this is a train... Well, train wreck might be a stretch. This is a bad season for the Lions, winning 12 games if they do not win this weekend. Ooh. And it's a bad... I don't think it's a great matchup for them at all. I think it's a bad matchup for them against a team that, if you really look at it, we're being real, Rams got nothing to lose. Nobody expected them to win 10 games at all. Matt Stafford's going home to Detroit. He is saying every possible nice thing that he can about that city going in. And I'm worried about Dan Campbell. I'm really worried about Dan Campbell. First off, let's hear from the Lions head coach on facing the Rams. We know the challenge ahead of us with this opponent um, playing really good football, very efficient on offense. Um, you know, the two receivers and, and this running back uh, make it go. And then, you know, obviously Stafford, the, his ability to see it, throw it, and accurate passer, it'll be challenging. Um, and then defensively, this is a young group uh, led by, you know, obviously the Hall of Famer over there, Aaron Donald, and uh, playing at a high level right now. I don't trust Dan Campbell to not try to run out on the field after one of his players misses a tackle on Kyron <laughs> Williams and try to track him down himself. That's how wired up for this game can you imagine how many cups of coffee Dan Campbell's going to have tomorrow? Oof, or on oof. Sunday, rather. If you I mean, cut him, he'll be bleeding. Bleeding oof. Sanka. Yeah. Bleeding Sanka. See, I like Campbell as a head coach. I think he's done a really nice job. He has completely flipped the culture in Detroit. He's got people excited. He's got an aggressive physical team. He's got the type of team you can get behind, right? Yeah. Like, right now, if you're an Eagle fan, lovable. you're not getting behind that team. That's an 11-win team, and no one wants any part of it right, right. now. Lions it's just are a lovable group. Lions are a lovable group, right? A lot of pride. If you're in Detroit, a lot of pride in a team like that. But there's still some room for Campbell in terms of growth as a head coach because right now he walks around with a toolbox that has a hammer in it, and that's it. So everything he sees is a nail. He pulls that hammer out and he uses it everywhere. There is room for nuance, and he's going to need to learn that. Aggressive play and aggressive mindset, nothing wrong with that. Same thing with Sirianni in Philly. He likes to be aggressive. That doesn't mean... Every situation calls for aggression. Yeah. Sometimes you want to play a little bit more conservative. You got to understand the feel of the game. Everything can't be all gas, no breaks. I know that's a great line we love to say around here, but there's nuance. And Campbell down the stretch may have mismanaged this team a little bit. Three weeks ago, they have a shootout with Minnesota. The following week, they got this game against Dallas that comes down to the wire he, the, the, the decisions he's making on the goal line, all that stuff. And then the following week when they could have just rested their guys to get ready for the playoffs. They had won a division for the first time in 30 years. Just get ready for the playoffs, man. You don't have to bother with week 18. That was the big problem last year. This year you don't have that. Get ready for the playoffs. He's out there playing everybody, and Sam Laporta, the tight end, gets hurt. Yeah. So it's like, what are you doing? Meanwhile, the Rams rest their guys. So they're coming in fresh for this matchup. So if you see the Rams pull away in the fourth quarter of this game, you know where to point the finger. You know where the problem is. Um, and to your original point, it's got a sting 
to win 12 games and have the season the Lions had with a down NFC, claiming that divisional title, and then flaming out without a single playoff win? That's the thing. You have to win one playoff game. When you're taking, I can live with the Lions losing in the divisional round. I honestly can because, and it depends on the matchup, sure. But I look at the Lions as a really young team with a coach that's still learning on the job, um, how to find those nuances, how to understand that you can't just run through the wall every single time. Occasionally, you're going to get a concussion when you do that. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to break through. I could live with that because that, to me, would be a real sign of progress into what they're doing. 12 wins is a big, big sign of progress. I'm not saying that it's not, but that makes me think if we go into a game like this and we're just going to try to knock you out at every turn and we're going to do everything we can to be the bullies and we get punched in the mouth, we don't handle it the right way. That, that brings doubt into my mind about leadership. Like, that's going to be something that, that Campbell, either way, is going to have to learn from. I, I really think it would be – if I were a Lion fan, I would be majorly disappointed if they lost this game this week. Oh, absolutely. You can't have a season like this where you come out blazing, win 12 games, claim the division, and then flame out in the playoffs. That means you have the same amount of playoff wins as the Carolina Panthers. You don't want to be there. No. Nobody wants to be there at this point. You, you've done too much. You've worked too hard to come away with so little. On the flip side, though, you are going against a team that sat down at the blackjack table with 100 bucks, turned it into 300 put the original 100 back in their pocket, and they're playing on house money, man. That's yeah. what they look like right now. Do you think this is the best game of the weekend? And that not, not in terms of us going into it. When we come out Tuesday and we assess the wild card round, is this the best game? I think so. I think, I think overall it probably is. It's got I a mean, world of potential. Yeah, I think I didn't is. really mean to trip you up. No, you know, no, no. I mean, I'm just question. trying to give it as, as real a thought as I can and actually <laughs> put something behind it as, as strange as that would be for me. Um, yeah, I think it is. I, I honestly think it is. I got to ask you an abstract question here, and this is a little bit out of left field, but I heard it this morning on Sportsmanlike, and there were just some takes on it that were just all over the map, and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> this is from a fan perspective, okay? What a, what a, are you talking about takes from the hosts of the show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice little, nice little throw some shrapnel at the team. <laughs> well, a couple of them had it right. One of them didn't. Heard um, it on the show. Some some out of left field takes. It's uh, it's not anything to worry about right now. But no. I wanted to get your opinion. If you're a Lions fan, can you wear a Matthew Stafford jersey to this game? Oh no, absolutely not. Thank you. No, thank you. That's an abomination if you do that. Now, if he was retired or he was on another yes. team, that's okay. You don't wear the jersey with the name of the starting quarterback on the other team to the stadium. No. That's just all types of bad mojo. Yeah, to me, the next time I should see more than a handful of Matthew Stafford jerseys is when they, re- is when they honor him. You know, that's, yeah. that's the next time. But you can't do that. And I heard Evan this morning saying that, oh, listen, he was there for so long and they love him and all this. No. That's no, ridiculous. No, no. Evan thinks it's okay to wear a Stafford jersey to the game? Yeah. Maybe I'll wear a Troy Aikman jersey to the Eagles game Monday night. How's that sound? That'll probably go well. You see, like, you know, 
Evan would have worn the Brady jersey to that game that they played against the Buccaneers a couple of years ago. I think it was on a Monday night. That Can't one's be. interesting because Brady was there for so long. I know. That's and the thing. I he was still, like, he's I, like an instant. He he like well, is the Patriots. I know, but in that case, I'm still not doing it. No, You're you not can't. in my uniform tonight, son. It's we'll honor to you down you. the road. Yeah, agreed. Trust me, the Patriots are going to need plenty of reasons to draw fans to the stands here the next <laughs> couple of years. And the more that they can honor Brady, retire the number, all that stuff, Belichick, oh, it's all great. Do it then. You can't wear a Stafford jersey this weekend. If you're a Lions fan no. and you do that, stay home. Stay home. Give your tickets to somebody who deserves them. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Thank you. Someone for with the Dan Orlovsky jersey. <laughs> I would wear an Orlovsky jersey. Yeah, I think your Orlovsky jersey would be like a hipster thing now. If that's yeah, still a thing. I love going to games and looking for the most obscure jersey. <laughs> right. I love that. Yes. Like I went to a college basketball game one one time once one time, and I and I couldn't get over the fact that I saw a Temple Rick Brunson jersey. <laughs> I love that. I Just fascinated it. by it. Absolutely. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Super Wild Card Weekend on ESPN Radio. All the news, analysis, predictions, and reaction from every game. It's the Jets. He's gone. Super Wild Card Weekend. We came here to do a job. The playoffs have arrived. Continuing coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Yeah, I got to apologize. I got to apologize <laughs> to Evan. Um... I don't know that I would uh, apologize with a Bieber song, but that's just me. Uh, because Evan was not the one who was saying it was okay. It was Canty. And uh, you know what? Far be it for me for thinking that, you know, uh, I didn't think Canty would say something so silly. I just assumed it would have been Evan because I thought I heard it that way. And I heard it wrong. When I heard it, it was Canty who said it's okay to wear Matt Stafford's jersey. Canty, come on! Well, and even and Canty just sent me a text that I feel attacked. Well, well you are. In Canty's defense, what does he know about, like, wearing jerseys to games? All he ever did was play in the games. He has well, no idea what the etiquette is in the stands. Here's where it's a clouded judgment on his part. As a fan, we know about that. As a player, you just want people to love you there like that, right? So do you think, do you think oh. for a minute 
that any Cowboy fan was wearing a Chris Canty jersey when he was playing the, when they were playing the Giants. No chance. I love them. No chance. Absolutely not. Unless they were in Canty's family and happened to be Cowboy fans anyway. Like, that's it. <laughs> right. It's like way. he left to play for the Giants, and it's like, look, man, we're still with you. We just ain't with them. Yeah. No. No. That is not acceptable under any circumstance. And again, I would urge you, if you're a Lions fan this weekend and you're going to go to the game and you're going to wear a Matthew Stafford jersey, do us a favor, stay home. You don't deserve to go. Give your tickets to somebody else. Sell them. Do whatever you have to do. At, at Carlin versus Joe on Twitter, if you are at that game and you see it, please take a picture. Send it to yes. us. Yes. We'd love we, to see that. I don't mind publicly shaming people. No. I never have. Never publicly have. shame yourself all the time. Like I just did. Like I was wrong right there. <laughs> I'm a walking public shame. <laughs> they should like they should bring that bell from, uh, you know, what was it? Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. I'm not a Middle Earth guy, really. I never watched it much. But I know that's that Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or whatever. You get Game of Thrones is not Middle Earth. No, that's Lord of the Rings. You're going to get people all worked up, man. It's like the Star Trek, Star Wars thing. You got to be careful when you step into these worlds. Okay. If you don't know what you're talking about, I see, once again, a lot of shame on your behalf right here. Shame. Like shame. Middle Earth. Shame. I, I don't know what it would be called otherwise. An era that I have no interest in. How about that? <laughs> okay, there that's it is. That's what I would call it. It's Carla versus Joe, and we're doing something a little bit different here with all the games this weekend. So we've got the game Monday night. We're going to get to plenty of that on Monday. But right now, we've got the five games this weekend, Joe. So the handman, and I can't think of anybody better to do this, is going to ask us five abstract questions about the NFL wild, Super Wild Card Weekend this week. <laughs> what a radio segment. Five abstract questions for Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> because sports radio is about the abstract. <laughs> Never about the obvious. And if there's right. any more, anybody more abstract than Eric Handman, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Handman, welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing good. I think I thought of like five or six people that were better than me to do this, but... Okay. That's, anyway. that's the confidence we like on this show. All right, let's, let's start with this one. We've, talk, uh, we've talked about fraud alert with these two teams throughout the season. So who can't afford to lose more this weekend? The Miami Dolphins or the Detroit Lions? How's that for abstract? Go ahead, Joseph. Well, you got to direct it to someone, too. Joe. <laughs> dynamite job. Just. Just dynamite. <laughs> the camera switches to the control room. Cardi's wiping his face. He gets his one moment on TV. He's not ready for it. Oh, good grief, everybody. All right. I, you know what? What the hell was the question again? I don't even know. All right, so who can't afford more to lose this weekend, the Miami Dolphins or the Detroit Lions? Joe Fortenball, the First floor all, is yours. That's not at all how you phrase that. Who can't afford to lose more? <sighs> um, okay, I think so I, I understand the, the, the spirit of the question. I would say... I'd say Detroit. Detroit's at home. Detroit's a favorite. Detroit Detroit has a much better chance of winning than Miami does. It is ultra disappointing if either team loses because so much good work was put in during the regular season. It'd be kind of ridiculous to see both teams or either team exit the playoffs without a single win. I think the Lions are the team that can't afford to lose more this weekend, Carlin. The combination of... of you saying you have to direct it to somebody and him and just saying, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> With that, 
along with your incredulous buy-in of this segment has been amazing. Uh, look, the Dolphins have their excuse built in. We have got all yeah. of our injuries, right? But I actually think that Mike McDaniel goes on the hot seat next year if the Dolphins don't win this game. And see, to me, this season is not safe, but the, the perception of it would go a long way if they won this game. If not, you kind of look at next year like, boy, genius, okay, where are we here? Are we actually taking steps forward or not? Again, I, I'd say in this case, it's actually the Dolphins. Next! All right, fellas. Joe Flacco has led the Browns here in the last few weeks. They're one of the hottest teams in all of the NFL. So if Joe Flacco goes on a run in the playoffs and even beats the Texans this weekend, has he earned the starting quarterback job for the Browns next season? Chris? <laughs> uh, no. No. That's a big flack. No. No, he has not. Um, I Look, Joe Flacco has been a great story. I think there's part of the fact that he came in so late in the year at his advanced age that he was completely fresh coming off the couch. I think if you're putting him in the situation of being a starter for an entire season, you're asking for that season to fall apart on you. And can we not ignore the fact, Joe, that he's thrown eight, eight interceptions? Can we not ignore that to go with his 13 touchdowns? Yeah, that that's something that needs to be brought up. It's a wonderful story. I mean, part of the part of the Brown management philosophy here has to be quietly if they end up losing, at the very least there's the silver lining of people won't be calling for Joe Flacco next year because they spent an awful lot of money on Deshaun Watson. But one way or another, no matter how this season ends, there are a ton of questions about Watson going in the next year because that's a lot of money. The cap number jumps big time next season and he has delivered little on an offense built to deliver a lot because we've seen it from other guys. So has Flacco earned the shot? No, but he's in the he's at least earned the right for fans to put him in the conversation. That's going to end up happening for sure. I just don't think management's going to be agreeing with that. Speaking of management, Mike McCarthy would handle the clock better than Eric Hanman has this segment. Uh, we jammed him up a bit at the beginning. We jammed him up a bit. I, I would, I'll, 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 hand man, I'll come to your defense a little bit there. I take no responsibility. Next. <laughs> All right, uh, Joe, we'll start with you here. What happens if Dak loses this weekend to the Green Bay Packers? Well, that's interesting that it's Dak losing to the Packers and not the Cowboys losing to the Packers. I mean, what if the game's a 45-40 shootout and Prescott plays huge? I think he's fine. I think Prescott's fine no matter what. He's had a remarkable season. McCarthy is the one where all of it's on him. It used to be a package deal like Brady and Belichick. It's not anymore. I think Dak has distanced himself to the point where we realize he's a true franchise QB and the Cowboys should keep him around. McCarthy's the one that's going to be live or die this weekend. Yeah, the problem is if he does play poorly, let's say, you know, know 190 yards two interceptions which i don't expect by the way but if somehow that happens especially against the packers then it's on him i i think that's the only circumstance in which it is sure. on him next all right guys uh carlin i'll start with you here we're gonna start with the other quarterback in that game who do you trust more in their first playoff game jordan love or cj stroud uh i will say jordan love just because cj stroud as much as the defense of the Cleveland Browns has been much better at home than on the road. They still have excellent corners. And the Denzel Ward thing, what's going on there? We don't. I have not heard the latest uh, on that. We'll get that updated here in a sec. But the Browns, I, I honestly think C.J. Stroud in his first NFL playoff game, 
I don't buy into it as much of uh, him having as much success as I think Jordan Love will against the Cowboys. I just don't think Love is going to score enough points in the end. Excellent question here because I like what both guys have done this season, as many do. That's not like some bowl take or anything like that. I would go with Stroud here. I've seen Stroud go on the road and win some big games. The game against Cincinnati was a big road win. I've seen him play well in some big, big spots. Indianapolis last week as well. Um, He's at home this weekend, which I think sets up very nicely. I don't like the situation for Jordan Love, so I side with Stroud. Next. All right. uh, Will Mike Tomlin or Sean McDermott not be coaching for their respective teams next season? I think that's such a good and abstract question that we can get the answer on the other side of a break. How about that? <laughs> Look at you. Look at you trying to make up for time management. This freaking guy. A beautiful tease. There you go. And having asked that question, what's the Super Bowl window for the Buffalo Bills? We get answers to it all next. Carlin versus Joe. <laughs> Do we? ESPN Radio. <laughs> now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Steelers are getting ready for a wild-card matchup against the Bills. Josh Allen is an elite, talented quarterback, but the turnovers are an issue. If this is a close game in the fourth quarter, I can see the Bills tightening up. The Steelers have officially ruled out T.J. Watt. They are 1-10 in games they've played without him. Pittsburgh currently a 10-point underdog, the largest of any team this weekend. You know, we're talking about uh, all the cold that is going to be there uh, come tomorrow night in Kansas City. Could be snowy and windy and cold in Buffalo on Sunday. That could be an ugly football game as well. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. All right, a couple of tidbits. Number one, Canty texted and pointed out uh, Denzel Ward did post on his Twitter uh, that he is going to be playing this weekend for the Browns. So that's obviously a major development. One other is, thing is, for- is Canty programming the show today? Is just he sending you just everything and you're just reading it all on air? Well, no, the other thing was that I had attacked him and he felt like that that was uncalled for. <laughs> I'm encouraged by the fact that he's locked in on the show. He's a good man. That guy, he's that guy, that guy, good teammate, that guy. <laughs> I can tell you that. Secondly, even though I just destroyed him for that take. <laughs> right. how, would uh, he see, how would he see it? <laughs> he would not describe me as a good teammate. You know, can't spell Carlin without I. That's, that's all you know. Uh, 
here's the other Mark Andrews for next week. How about the Baltimore Ravens getting even stronger as he has been designated for a possible return, so now he can get back to practice. You're going to add that to what the Ravens have been doing, uh, even without him. That's going to even that's just going to make it all much more difficult to beat them uh, in the AFC with as good of a tight end as he is. This is the yin and the yang. Remember, the Ravens have had a couple seasons in the past derailed by injuries. Now they look like a healthy unit going into the postseason, and that's big. That's how it works, right? Really healthy teams compete for Super Bowls. You got to be healthy. It's not like it's rocket science. Eagles, Chiefs, two of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year. Eagles, not as healthy this year. Look what happens. It's part of the reason you fall off. Mm. Baltimore, healthier this year than the last two years. Shocker. They're right there as the one seed. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. And then there's the Bills. First of all, we answer the question that we asked last segment, and that is, will Mike Tomlin or Sean McDermott not be coaching their respective teams next season? I think it's more likely that it's Tomlin than McDermott. If McDermott loses this game, you got you, all bets are off. All bets are off. I am going to operate under an assumption that the Bills will win this game at home against Pittsburgh. Now, Tomlin, I still don't necessarily expect it to happen, but if you ask me which one uh, there's a better chance they're gone, it would be Tomlin just based on all the stories that we heard that maybe he'd had enough with Pittsburgh, with the fan base and with everything that's gone on, and that, you know, maybe it's just time when the guy's been there for, what, 14, 15 years at this point. Yeah, and to be clear, the Tomlin situation would not be a firing. It would no. be Tomlin stepping down would according be him to the reports. Away. Yeah. Not to say a firing couldn't happen. It just doesn't seem like that's likely. I can see where you're coming from there. It feels like it's been a trying season. For a, for a guy who has routinely delivered year in and year out, he took quite a bit of heat this season. Hand up. I was part of it. Hand up. But he took quite a bit of heat this season, and then all that ended up happening was – Yeah, another winning record, and he's in the playoffs once again. And he's doing it with his, what, third-string quarterback right now? And he's doing it with injuries to other people and problems at wide receiver. And you know what? It might just be a guy who's looked around and said, I've done all I can do here. This has been wonderful. I'd like to take a break. You know, it's it's we're starting to see this the last few years. You're seeing it more in college. Chris Peterson, the head coach when he was at Washington, um, Jay Wright at Villanova, And there are others, but I'm not going to go on forever. But some of these guys are starting to realize there's just more to life. You make a ton of money. You have a ton of success. Do you really want to run your body, your mind, your soul into the ground? And then when you're 68, you're just broken down. You haven't seen your family a whole lot. Everyone's grown up. And you're sitting there with all this money, sure, and all this success, yeah, but you've watched a lot of life pass you by while you're grinding away, eating fast food, trying to get ready for Cincinnati that week. Like, I can understand that. People are starting to realize there's more to life, and I think it's why some of the young guys are starting to hang it up. And remember what Adam Schefter threw out there earlier in the week, that if Tomlin did walk away, he'd be immediately in demand as a TV TV guy. And you don't know what's going to go on in the studio for all the different pregame shows and such. Uh, Mike Tomlin with, I mean, if Romo's getting what he's getting, I mean, I, Mike Tomlin, I don't know if he'd get $17 million a year, but he'd, he'd get a minimum of 10 to 12, I would think. 
Tell you what, he's already got the fat and sassy catchphrase. Yes, and if he, he doesn't does. work that into every broadcast, then I'm not interested. Exactly. I don't even want to hear from him if this is not <laughs> part of every single bit of analysis. Fat and sassy and spoiled. Exactly. And I hope that come, you know, 4 o'clock on Sunday, the big fella's feeling particularly fat, sassy, and spoiled with a Pittsburgh win. As this far is as the, the you versus Christine Lisi game. Yeah, I don't know if I'd even say it's me versus Christine Lisi because I'm... You're Steelers, she's Bills. What am I missing? Yes, you're missing because I'm having trouble. Like, I just, I don't feel like they're any good. And I feel like, like when they went on a great run and won all the road playoff games en route to beating Seattle in the Super Bowl, I felt like, okay, this is a great run. They have a great quarterback. They have great players, all this stuff. And they just got it going. And they did win 11 games that year. This is just like... I'm going to feel bad if they win. It's like they're limping in. Yeah. They're limping in. They're limping in. And to me, that would be something went horribly wrong for the Bills. And when you're looking at that, Joe, like with as well as they have played, is this their best chance here to actually get home to a Super Bowl? Shockingly, it seems like it because Burrow's out. The Chiefs are down. Baltimore's yeah. very good, but you wouldn't run into them until the AFC Championship game, and they're an out, out, out. <laughs> Slow down, Fortinball. It's it's radio. It's a spoken word business. They are an outdoor Northeast team as well. It's not as if you'd have to go to some dome or some crazy situation that you're not accustomed to. Like, you can go outside in bad weather, play yeah. against a team like that. It's set up very nicely because if you win here, most likely, we assume Kansas City beats Miami, you host Kansas City next week. You get a chance to put a nail in their coffin, and then you're in the AFC Championship game. Path is very good for the Buffalo Bills. And there's a reason they're sitting there at like 6-1 to one right now because of that path. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think if that's the case um, – They've got a great chance, and I, I look around the rest of the AFC, and I don't think that there's a team that I can say besides the Ravens that I would favor against them, certainly. And, or yeah, you're not really buying into any chance. dark horses, right? No. No, I don't think so. I'm not buying into Flacco. I'm, I, I think the Texans are way ahead of schedule, and I wouldn't expect a whole lot more than that. And like you detailed, the Chiefs are down, and certainly even if the Dolphins won, like – do I think they're going anywhere? No, absolutely not. Carla versus Reed. Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. There's a little bit of an odd situation going on at Alabama. People don't want the job, but one guy sounds like he might be headed in that direction, or at least he's at the top of their list. We'll tell you who that is in just moments after I tell you about this from our friends at Indeed. Now, the new year is the perfect time to gear up and connect to quality candidates, and there's no better way to do that than through Indeed, the hiring platform that makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in the same place. Their interview tool helps you schedule and conduct interviews, video interviews, right from your employer dashboard. Nix the hassle. Start hiring at Indeed.com slash credit. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, we'll rip off two more for you. Wild card weekend. Number one, Cowboys first half minus four over the Green Bay Packers. This is a first half bet. First half only. Second half doesn't matter. So we need to win by more than four points to cash the ticket. Cowboys number one in the NFL in first half scoring, especially when playing at home. 22 points per game in the first half. Green Bay ranks 21st in that category. I think the Packers are young, inexperienced. They're on the road in the playoffs, hostile environment. I like Dallas to jump all over them. Pizza money number three. Rams plus three over the Lions. Mm-hmm. Ram- Lions have spent a lot of energy these last few weeks. Three weeks ago against Minnesota, they're in a shootout. Two weeks ago, it's the game against Dallas that comes down to the wire. Last week against Minnesota, they go all out. They lose Sam Laporta. He gets dinged up in that game. I don't know, man. Rams are rested. They're coming in. They're catching three. We're going to play them as well. So in addition to Kansas City, Miami, under 43 and a half, which we gave out earlier, we're playing the Cowboys in the first half minus four and the Rams plus three. Plenty more throughout the course of the rest of the show. Nick Saban informs his team he is retiring. My age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. Nick Saban and Mike Krzyzewski, who were the preeminent coaches of their time, did it the right way for the right reasons. Mm. We were lucky to see it. We as fans were lucky to see it. I thought maybe this was the right time. Um, Like I said, there's never a good time. To me, he's the best coach to ever do it in any sport, frankly. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, but nobody seems to want to follow him, and I don't blame him. So in case you're just joining us, news came out about an hour ago that Mike Norvell is not leaving Florida State, signs a new eight-year, $80 million contract. We saw Dan Lanning at Oregon announced he's not going anywhere. And then Steve Sarkeesian is staying at Texas, so... Right away, you've got three big names that are off the board for Alabama to become the replacement, or I should say the successor, to Nick Saban. Kalen DeBoer, the head coach at Washington, missed his weekly radio appearance this morning on KJR in Seattle, and the radio station put out a statement along the lines of, Coach DeBoer and Washington Athletics are working hard together to ensure that we have a future that we are all excited about, which I thought was beyond odd for a radio station to do. That basically was a PR statement uh, that they're, <laughs> yeah. they're meeting on a, on a new contract. But it sounds like Alabama is trying to pry Kalen DeBoer away from the Pacific Northwest. And that kind of feels like maybe DeBoer, if he's working with Washington, is using it for as much leverage as he can right now. And I don't blame him one bit. Without a shadow of a doubt, everybody's getting paid. Jimmy Sexton, if you don't know the name, you should research him. He's the most powerful man in college football. He represents all the big coaches. And when these dominoes fall, he knows not only how to get his guys the top jobs and the most money, but he also knows how to get his other guys new deals and more money by getting their names into the conversation as well. Steve Sarkeesian sticking at Texas. Mike Norvell sticking at Florida State. New contract. Dan Lanning at Oregon. 
he's sticking. seems like a lot of guys are turning down the Bama job. I wonder how many of them are saying to themselves, you know what? I don't want to follow that act. I do not want to follow that act. It's one thing to step in for Belichick. Patriots haven't been good for three years. They kind of set the stage for a transitional period, and the fans in New England know it. You go to Tuscaloosa, what is it? Minimum 11 wins? Minimum. Or they're well, upset? No, it's a it's, it, minimum college football playoff. I can't even say appearance now. Yeah, but if you're good getting in there, if you're 9-3 and three and you're the 12 seed, that's not good enough. That no. is a major step back. I would say, Nick Saban I would say has won 11 10. games, I think, every year for the last, like, 10 years. I'd say you got to win 10 minimum. 10. Before yeah, they're really just, barking up the tree on you. It's not just that. It's the, are you, are you going to be in the SEC championship game? They, Have Nick Saban went 11-1 and one in SEC championship games. When you miss the SEC championship, that is a failure at Alabama. Like, that's not easy with Brian Kelly at LSU and everything else going on down there. And Texas and Oklahoma are joining the conference this year. Yeah. Listen, absolutely. You have to be in the SEC championship game. Oof. Uh, That's a tough – that's a tall task, man. I don't know, man. If I'm Kalen DeBoer, if I'm Dan Lanning, if I'm all these guys, milk it. Milk it. Milk it for every last drop from where you are because this ain't it. This is – like, you're going to go from Washington to Alabama – and within inside of two years, you could be gone. And you might be, listen, best job in sports is fired college football coach by far. But at the same time, I, I, I understand the coach's mentality because most of these guys will be of the mindset of, I, I can follow Nick Saban. I'm just as good as he is. People just need to see it. Because they all have to have that kind of an, an ego you have to, to think like that to be in that job, right? Yeah. You do not want to hire a head coach for your program who's like, man, I I can't win at Alabama. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be. Well, I don't even know why I would consider that. It'd be you like beat it, dude. Uh, yeah, you know what those guys are called? Losers. You know, <laughs> that's what they are. And and those are usually the same guys that end up going to a program and in a couple of years, um, you know, behind the scenes to the media saying why you can't win at this place, right? Because why things are going wrong. Well, I got this and I got that and I can't do this and these boosters won't do that. No, no. You don't want to go to Alabama right now and follow this guy. I, I think that is just asking for it. You, like we've always said, and many people have always said this, but I clearly came up with the phrase. You don't want to be to follow the guy. You don't want to follow the guy. You want to follow the guy who follows the guy. Yeah, you came up with that version of it, the sloppy right. one. Right. That's yours. <laughs> The, the one the, that I barely spit out. Yes. Yeah, the clean one with no mistakes. Someone else came up with that. You've right. got that one locked down. That's a trademark right there. Do you think at any point the collective minds that are involved in this coaching hiring process at Alabama, as they're sitting around the table, do you think at any point anyone has pitched the name of Deion Sanders? I think if DeBoer says no, maybe. Really? Maybe. Because, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, our list was, we were told in no particular order, it was like Lanning, DeBoer, Sarkeesian, Norvell. They'd all be out at that point. I don't think you want to bring in Lane Kiffin. It's and not really forget. the act that you, you bring in to follow a guy like Nick Saban. And I'll, but I'll say this, too. On that 60 Minutes piece about Deion Sanders at the beginning of the year, he was asked, do you think you're the best coach in the country? And he said, yeah, except for maybe one guy. And it was Saban. And he was talking about... Humble. 
they're doing those Aflac commercials together. Yeah. And that he learned so much from Saban during that. So that proper level of respect there for him, maybe. Maybe. Whew. It's going to be fascinating. If DeBoer stays at Washington, that suddenly becomes one of the best stories in the country. It's already a top story, but the fact that, like, Bama's looking for the successor and the first five names on the list have all basically been like, nope, staying, that, that raises some eyebrows. That gets very interesting. Speaking of successors, Gerard Mayo in New England, we get perspective on a highly unknown quantity next.